1: Eight minutes past eight. Now, earlier this year, Finance Minister Pravin Gordon announced in his budget speech that government intended to introduce carbon tax come 2015. National Treasury's carbon tax paper, released in May of this year, provides concrete plans detailing how the implementation of carbon tax will be phased in to reduce long-term emissions. Currently, South Africa is the continent's top greenhouse gas producer and wants to cut CO2 emissions by a third over the next decade. The discussion paper titled Reducing Greenhouse Gas Emissions and Facilitating the Transition to a Green Economy proposes the use of carbon tax both as a deterrent measure and also as an incentive to regular, regulate industries. Critics say treasury must rethink its carbon tax arguing that it will have a negative effect on the economy, the industry and jobs. They say the plan does not take into account South Africa's heavy dependency on coal or the effect that such a tax might have on the price of electricity. Well, on the forum Eight. The question we're asking is how will the implementation of carbon tax address poverty and inequality? A very good morning to my guests in the studio. With me, Ishmael Momoniat, Deputy Director General of the National Treasury, Tembin Korsi Kamini, Governance Manager at Oxfam, responsible for fiscal policies, tax and domestics, resources, mobilization. Gentlemen, a very good morning
2: to you both and welcome.
3: Good morning, Sophia, and thank you for inviting me and, to, and good morning to the listeners.
2: Good morning, Tabiso.
3: Uh, thanks for inviting us.
1: Ralph Mateja is Managing Director, founder of Clear Content, and he's an independent policy analyst. Very good morning to you as well.
4: Good morning, Tabiso, and to the gentleman in studio.
1: Let me start with you, Mr. Mamonia. So, you've released the document, and uh, in the process of public consultation, what is the feedback that you're getting so far?
3: Look, it's a bit early to tell about uh, all the submissions because we still have till the 2nd of August. But having said that, you know, this is an issue that we've been engaging with players for a few years now, and and uh, and you know, we've been invited to many workshops, so we're getting a sense of the responses. I think, firstly, let's just say that uh, you know, the big issue is that we do have greenhouse gas emissions it's a threat to the world, we do need globally coordinated action on this and certainly with regard to South Africa we've committed ourselves uh, 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 to certain targets and the most effective instrument we believe in a Treasury is through a carbon tax Uh, now when you introduce any tax you'll always find that you know people are quite reluctant to just agree to it, it's something they perhaps reluctantly agree But the issue is that if we want to reduce emissions, we do need to price carbon, and we believe that the carbon tax is the most effective mechanism to do so. And this tax is not about imposing costs now, but it's about serving notice on companies, on emitters, that you've got five to ten years to adjust, get your new technology that's cleaner, so that when this tax really kicks in very steeply in five or ten years' time, that then you will actually benefit from the fact that you have a clean technology and you'll be, in fact, ahead of the curve with regard to your competitors.
1: But I imagine that in doing that, you would be able to, at least some extent, measure the levels of emissions and the impact thereof and and who is mostly responsible.
3: Look, uh, that is a difficult one because ideally we want the polluter to pay. But, you know, everyone who emits, you can't reach reach out to them Because you and I emit every time we switch on a light Or we, um, um, uh, you know, get hot water, you're using energy and so on So uh, we do it more upstream That it's at the point where you are, uh, you know, at, at the point of Closer to the point of generation, that's where we want to start uh, That's the easy point down the line, yes, we would like to get to the emitters. And certainly when you look at major corporates who kind of emit, uh, uh, we could try and reach that point. But, we, you know, that's something that you have to phrase over time.
1: Well, Mr. Zamini, let's come to you. You've seen the the proposal by government. What is your reaction to what is proposed?
2: Well, thanks, Tafiso. I think uh, from our point of view, the very important uh, issue... Is the issue of trying to reduce emissions on the overall so the proposal should try in as much as possible to do that and then uh, down the line uh, our um, sort of uh, issues uh, have to do with um, how to use uh, the carbon revenues in order to eradicate poverty and inequality in South Africa because we are thinking that um, the people who will be most affected by global warming and all the things that come with emissions are mostly the poorest people in society who cannot no longer rely on their coping mechanisms and uh, things that they use for their day-to-day livelihood Mm -hmm. so looking at the the paper it's um, a very good uh, start however we believe that we need to engage more more than just uh, National Treasury being invited to a few workshops by those people who have the resources and obviously have an interest in the matter, but uh, National Treasury also going out to consult and engaging with the citizens, and uh, especially poor people. Who
1: are the ones who are affected most?
2: Well, um, I- if you look at the issue of uh, global warming as a result of the emissions, uh, poorer people can no longer, for instance, have a backyard garden And uh, when you talk about, when Mr. Monopmiad talks about uh, up the line in terms of imposing a tariff to the emitter at generation level, it means your electricity bill uh, at some point will come in higher than what it is at the current moment. Now, uh, poorer households tend to be hit hardest by those changes because they are already living on the line. So we think that any measures that are being proposed should take into account those issues around how we respond to poorer people and how we we reduce their reliance on the national electricity grid.
1: Before I get to Ralph Machaka, let me come back to you, Mr. Momoni. So uh, will that uh, be be passed on to poorer households if there is going to be an increase in electricity, for instance?
3: Look, it depends. I mean, any tax by itself, Uh, What may happen is I mean, we talk about tax incidents It it gets passed over So if companies obviously have higher costs They will try and pass it on to consumers Or to their customers Now, uh, you know, like uh, any tax I mean, this is a tax where we're trying to change behavior It's like Mm -hmm. your tax on tobacco By itself, the tax doesn't work You've got to have a whole host of complementary and mitigating measures So just like with regard to the tobacco tax, so if you want to smoke, we impose a tax, and on a margin we hope that will discourage you and to get you to consume less. But we also say, "Thou shalt not smoke in any bu- public building," and "Thou shalt be a hundred meters out of that building." So, the, and, and and then you have strong education campaigns and so on. So, in a similar way, with the carbon tax by itself, is not going to reduce emissions. You got to, or, or if you want to look at the impact on poor households. You've got to look at other budgetary funds that get allocated, so that certainly when you look at uh, the the use of electricity by households, you want to mitigate it for poor households the impact on them. And so we already have a free basic electricity program. You know, those are the kinds of measures that we need to step up. Just in terms of the impact on the poor, I mean, the other question to ask is that what if we don't act? If you do get global warming, what happens? You get more floods, you tend to find poor people living in areas that are more vulnerable, you will find that the cost of energy will go up. So in a sense, we don't have a choice. This is the greatest challenge that humankind faces today. And if you don't act now, the point is to act later will require much more drastic action Mm. and the impact on both business and on households will be much higher if if you fail to act timelessly now.
1: Mr. Mateja, just to come to you then, you say that the assumption that is made is that a developing country like South Africa is more vulnerable to a sudden shift towards green economies because the necessary technology to offset offset this shift is not yet available locally.
4: Well, this is a, it's a common uh, uh, explanation that comes uh, if you look at the uh, potential impact of this tax. And I have to say that uh, from the beginning that uh, the, the document is is straightforward on its proposals, about uh, a 91-page document stating the facing-in approach and, and trying to calculate as well the impact of that tax on the economy. Uh, and as Mr. Momoniad mentioned, the main objective here is to try to uh, build a situation where companies are going, or polluters, are going to change their behavior. So the tax is meant to be first of all deterrent on further pollution, but number two, the money that is collected on the tax as well, and the manner in which the tax is implemented, should be done in a way that it also encourages adoption of uh, greener ways in which uh, the companies can go about their the, the ways of production. So the first point where you start having a problem is that uh, we are, South Africa is not yet mandated to engage in this tax, uh, engage in a mandatory reduction of emissions according to the Kyoto Protocol. So we are in the trend where we see there is a need to act as a country, but we are not yet mandated to do so. So there has been a question about the, the level of development in South Africa's economy, the technologies that we have, we are going to have to borrow or buy technology uh, from other countries so that we can be able to shift our ways of production from a uh, pollution-intensive to more greener means. A good example that is often given is that uh, you look at the solar heating systems that are being installed to reduce reliance on electricity, which is the main contribution, the generation of electricity is the main contribution to greenhouse gas emissions. Most of the solar heating equipment are bought from China. You do not yet have the economy that generates those uh, uh, technologies in a way that you could say, Shifting towards lower emissions will also bring about more opportunities within the economy.
1: Another criticism you have about the proposal is that it does not provide an integrated strategy on how carbon tax can be used to alleviate poverty and inequalities in this country. Why do you say that? It
4: it relies a lot. If you look at the document from the beginning to the end, uh, it, it, it relies a lot on the quantification of the impact of the tax. On the production of goods in South Africa, and it prices the, the context tax also or, or on the basis of that as well. But if you look at uh, closely observing as to what other means are being proposed to uh, to, to to shift the communities towards greener ways. It doesn't come out so much. And again, we could say that uh, it's not so entirely Treasury's responsibility to come up so much on other policy issues here. This is where we need the Department of Environmental Affairs to be more creative and say that uh, the, the introduction of this text is not just going to be a collection of revenues, but okay. it needs to be understood in, in line with the integrated approach drive the economy towards much more greener okay,
1: ways. Okay, we'll talk about the tax structure with you, Mr. Lemini, in just a moment, but just quickly before we take a break, Mr. Memoniot, is there uh, uh, an incentive that is perhaps going to be allocated to poorer households, um, or some
3: sort of subsidy? Look, there currently are already subsidies in the system. I think the issue is certainly as you phase in the tax, you may have to certainly perhaps in. Uh, uh, Increase uh, some of the subsidies to poorer households so that you mitigate against the impact of the tax itself. And I think just the comments made, certainly I think South Africa has a National Climate Change Response White Paper. That paper tries to be comprehensive, but yes, we need to be be much more comprehensive in the sense that as this takes into effect and as the revenue comes in, I mean, the point is, what we say at Treasury, we want to impose this tax in a way where, uh, uh, on the one hand, you want to reduce emissions, but on the other hand, in terms of dealing with poverty alleviation and dealing with uh, assistance to households, that you do through the budgetary system. And it's not about spending directly on what people might think are, are green activities, because, for example, spending on public transport is a form of green activity. Uh, So that we certainly need to improve the quality of public transport And if you do and more people use public transport, uh, you know, you have less emissions Mm So it's it's kind of uh, expenditures like those which are going to be quite critical I mean, that involves capital expenditure And often means that we spend much more than even the revenue that we will get from any particular tax
1: Right. Okay, we're taking calls 0891-104-208, 0891-104-208. It is 22 minutes past eight. If you want to send SMS, you can use this number, 34701, two rand per SMS, 34701. But the question we are asking on the forum this morning is whether or not the implementation of carbon tax as proposed by the Treasury will address poverty and inequality. 23 minutes past eight. The Durban International Film Festival takes over Durban in July from the 18th to the 28th with more than 170 films and over 300 screenings in 11 venues across the city offering the best in cinema from around the world as well as a feast of workshops, seminars and masterclasses for aspiring and professional filmmakers. Join me. Boya with other local and international stars for South Africa's biggest film festival. For more information, go to durbanfilmfest.co.za. The festival is principally supported by the National Lottery Distribution Trust Fund.
2: Are you a manufacturer or an exporter of food and beverage or clean energy products? If yes, the Department of Trade and Industry invites you to participate in international exhibitions taking place in the United Arab Emirates, Japan and Germany between the 15th of January and 8th of March 2014. For more information, visit the DTI.gov.za or call 0861 843 384. The DTI, empowering industries and broadening economic participation. This is the space station that
0: connects all the media that cover the stories on African business that happen in meetings attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains that connect business centers that handle the trades by means of computers that are run by the people that talk on the phones that are linked by the satellite we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Ned Bank Capital. The forum at 8 on SAFM.
1: 35 minutes past 8, we continue our conversation. We're looking at the implementation of carbon tax and whether or not it will address poverty and inequality. Your SMSs, uh, some have already come through. Joe in Port Elizabeth says it's high time that those workers who are NUM members join AMCO because NUM and government. Collude with boxes against them. Mike Nlubapa says carbon tax has been rejected by Australians. Perhaps our politicians can stay awake long enough to read the reasons for the Australian decision. And uh, Mike again, okay, that's the same SMS. Well, let's uh, go to the callers. Anthony, in the claim career, you say this is a fraudulent tax. Why do you say that, Anthony?
0: How's it? the, the Well, the firstly it's just another tax on an already overtaxed nation. It will increase the cost of doing business in South Africa, which is the very, very last thing we need. We need to do everything to decrease the cost of doing business in South Africa because, as we know, unemployment is a big, big challenge. It's failed in Australia. But the, biggest, the reason why I say it's fraudulent is that the science behind man-induced global warming is very inconclusive. It's very controversial. It's not a proven case at all. There's, um, it, it's falling apart in fact, the, the, the scientific basis for man-induced global warming is falling apart and so there's no basis for the tax, it's fraudulent.
1: Thanks a so lot Anthony. Thank you. And uh, Yaj is in Cape Town. Hi Yaj, you say it will Good uh, uh, morning
0: little... uh, Chippiso. Um
2: Hi. I'm in support of the carbon tax but not as an additional tax. There must be a commensurate offset of, or reduction in income tax or VAT. Otherwise, we're going to squeeze the consumers in this country. We're going to make it more difficult you know, for investments to take place and so on. So there's got to be some alleviation for uh, on, the, on the income tax side and the VAT side. And we need, really need to re-look really at how we tax on uh, obtain revenue in this country. We need also to look at the levy on financial transactions to tax speculation. We need productive investment in renewable energy and uh, public transport, etc but we, if we're going to kill
1: the economy with an additional tax, it's going to be counterproductive. Thanks, Yaj. Yaj and Mr. Damir, would you like to perhaps respond to some of that and also look at the, the proposed structure of the carbon tax that the Treasury has put, put forward?
2: Yes, uh, I, I think uh, at the current moment, as South Africa, we are not sitting at a position where we cannot do anything about the issue of uh, global warming and emissions. At the same time, we have to look closely at the design issues around the tax itself. For instance, uh, the proposal put forward is for pricing at 120 rand per ton of the emissions. We need to ask ourselves whether that rate is the effective rate of the tax, where it will actually encourage uh, the change in the behavior. One of the methods that have been used elsewhere to price um, the carbon has been to look at the equivalent among trading partners so that you put it at par. So in other countries, for instance, they have used the equivalent of 300 rand per 10. And then the other issue, you know, around the measures that will be used to, uh, to assist poorer households. One of the issues that are raised is the issue of free basic electricity. Those are some of the measures that are currently there, but they are not working very well which means that um, it's not new measures uh, to justify a new tax. What we are therefore calling for is a new, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, intervention at household level that will increase the disposable incomes of household in a way that will start to uh, change the inequality gaps in South Africa and also in terms of trying to reduce the emissions at household level in terms of uh, installing your green technologies at that level, like your solar, water heating, that works, because currently there are initiatives in place where you find that those mechanisms that are put in place at household level are not working, the public transportation and and, and the other stuff like that. So basically those are some of the, the issues that we want to engage and discuss more with the National Treasury as we are putting this uh, new proposal to bed.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a response from you, Ms. Mamounia, and perhaps uh, come back to you, Ralph Matecha. But uh, let me read some SMSs before we go to news headlines. It is uh, 29 and a half to 8. You gave us the facility and chose to use carbon. You teach us to use it. Now you punish us for using your product and for giving you our support. Must we go back to campfires and candles, says Mariana Elizabeth Anthony says, Government don't care about the impact on the economy. It's just more money for social handouts that keep them in power. Who will tax the volcanic eruptions that emit huge carbon volumes to the atmosphere are farmers subject to the tax? Well, we'll get those uh, questions answered for you in just a moment. But right now it's exactly 8.30. An update of your news headlines with Vobachini Chetty.
0: Good morning. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
1: Thank you Rob 27 minutes to 9 we're in conversation with Ismail Momonyet Deputy Director General from the Treasury National Treasury Tenbin Lamini Governance Manager at Oxfam Responsible for Fiscal Policies Tax and Domestic Resources Mobilization Raph Mataka Managing Director Founder of Clear Content He's an independent policy analyst and later on we will be speaking to Aslan Mittal as uh, one of uh, the emitters uh, I think it is one of the biggest emitters in this country to find out what their response is uh, to this tax. Uh, we understand that uh, business is a bit skeptical about the tax, and we we're speaking about the structure of it earlier on. Perhaps, Mr. Mamani, if you could just explain, this is a targeted tax, is it not?
3: Yes, I mean, essentially, the tax hopes to target uh, the polluters. Okay, There are difficulties about how you target them, and that's why we're starting with it upstream. But uh, over time, you want to. Get to the target is more directly. So, for example, at the moment you you reach them through their usage of electricity, for example. Mm-hmm. But can I just respond? So to just before you, oh, you okay, continue, sure.
1: you can yeah. respond because. But I want us to deal with this. So, uh, how are you going to disperse the funds that are, are are received is a major issue because there are those who say, uh, and if you could perhaps also explain this concept to us, uh, this issue of hard earmarking or soft earmarks.
3: Look, let me say that earmarking a tax is really bad policy because for example, I mean if if that's the case, you might say that so we generate income tax, we get more tax from rich people, we should therefore spend more tax on the same rich people. That's absurd, mm-hmm. okay. The aim of tax is to redistribute from the rich to the poor on the one hand, and on the other hand In this instance, given that you have green objectives, I would submit that we'll actually spend much more on green objectives than we do receive from any uh, green tax. So, you you know, uh, there's no need to limit, and I think society needs to choose over different points in time about how it's going to deal with the green issues. Once you start earmarking, whether it's soft or hard, what happens is that you might end up giving certain areas much more funds than they even need Hmm. and there are other areas that don't have enough funds but having aside from talking about revenue i want to say i know people tend to be very skeptical when you talk any about any new tax this tax is not been brought on for revenue reasons it's been brought on essentially to change behavior so as you kind of introduce the tax you can Kind of adjust some of the other related taxes so that you actually reach out to mm. the emitters in a more direct way. Mm. Secondly, I just want to say for those who don't believe in the science, well, you know, uh, they won't be- believe whether it's an emissions trading system or carbon tax, they don't believe we have to do anything. But even in that case, if there's even a 1% possibility of them being wrong, and then we find in 10 years' time that we are now headed on a path to disaster. There's no plan B for us. We only have one earth. So I would argue that even if you don't believe in a science, unless you are 100% sure, and I don't know who can be 100% sure in anything in this world, then uh, from uh, as a form of insurance, we do need to mitigate the emissions of carbon. Mm-hmm. It would be reckless and dangerous to do nothing just because you, you believe that the mm-hmm. science is wrong.
1: Okay, 0891-104208. 0891-104208, Just on the issue of uh, the car- uh, the funding policies, Rof-Mateha, you said the current method uh, is inadequate to distribute the carbon tax.
4: Well, uh, the, the thing is that this is a targeted tax. Uh, so, um, the aim of this targeted tax is to change behavior. So I think that uh, if you're going to really uh, affect the behavior, you need to also have a targeted allocation of that tax or expenditure of that tax. And I understand that the uh, uh, markings are bad, but if you are the, the ultimate objective is to end up where you don't even have to collect carbon tax because ideally, after years, everyone would have shifted. You cannot achieve that if you use the existing system of uh, allocating uh, expenditure. I believe that the best way would be maybe to fence this funding in a way that uh, you can intensively target it at uh, driving the economy towards a greener direction, instead of just putting it in the normal expenditure uh, processes that, are, that we currently use. Mr Damini, your
1: response to that?
2: Yes, I, I think uh, for this kind of tax, we really do need some form of uh, EMA king um, also, in terms of the nature of the tax, over time it is going to be reduced. At the same time, we want uh, interventions that are business specific, where we are saying it might be a high cost to the business to bring on board some of the green uh, technology that is required. But if we have a fund sitting somewhere for these green initiatives, businesses can apply and therefore be assisted through the bigger funds pulled in by everyone who's an emitter mm-hmm. to move to greener, uh, you know, low-carbon development. And also in terms of, um, you know, the the, the soft uh, kind of earmarking, it will assist in terms of tracking the performance of the measure. Because if there is no earmarking, then we're not going to be in a position to say after five years, um, you know, the new intervention is working. This mm-hmm. is what it has done to poorer households in terms of reducing poverty and inequality. And this is what it has
3: done to industry practice in terms of uh, reducing emissions mm-hmm.
1: and things. Mr. Mamwani, to response to that?
3: Look, I think I've said that I think earmarking per se actually is bad from a public policy perspective and in effect we should be probably spending much more on green ishi- initiatives than we raise from any green tax
1: but i think the argument here is that if you do that it will help you identify uh, and if you are if you do want to channel it towards green um, green projects or you know boosting economic development within the green sector that this will help you to do that
3: look when government looks at how it spends its funds you don't just look at any sector, particularly. You don't just say the green sector. You look at households. You look at poverty. You look at education. You look at, you know, because education, for example, on on green, green education may have a bigger impact uh, uh, on future behaviour than you know. Training your child to be green sensitive will probably be one of the biggest steps that you can take to ensure that uh, you move towards a more green, greener world. But Having said that, I I, I don't think we are differing here. I think that if you look at our budget system,
1: it's very
3: very transparent. In fact, I know we've dropped to number two in the world in terms of transparency. We want to get back to number one. (laughs) But the point is that we have a transparent budget system. We show over three years and we can, over the long term, show where we are actually putting our funds. There are issues of performance and accountability that you need for any program. And I believe that there are sufficient mechanisms to show our green commitment, to bring certainty, etc. And I think that it's important that we don't allow these small differences to get away from the big I issue. I am sure all the
1: important uh, differences, because, uh, and I'll, I'll get Ralph to perhaps speak a little bit more about this. But for instance, he says if we look to the extractive industry transparency initiative model, that this could be very useful to us as a country.
3: I would beg to differ with him about this impact. And, and what I want to still get down to, the people? let's first deal with the people who are objecting and, and don't want a carbon tax at all, okay, uh, because they want to continue to emit as much as they could before. Let's deal with that issue. I think that's where you're going to get the big debate. Mm-hmm. I think that with regard to the issues of where funds should be spent for greener initiatives, I believe that it's easier to reach consensus mm-hmm. on that.
1: Well, let's get Isilor on the line, 891 Do give us a call. Uh, Ray in South Coast, Eddie in Fixburg, I'm coming to you in just a moment. Uh, uh, Ralph, perhaps if I could just get you to respond to that. Um Momoni, it says he disagrees with you on the um, Extractive Industry Transparency Initiative. No. No.
3: No, 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 no. Let me clear. Well. I support the. I support uh, uh, the transparency. So, sorry, Ralph. I support the transparency initiative, yes, yes. and I've argued for more transparency. Yes. I think the issue here yes. is on earmarking specifically. You
1: said I, d- I differ with Ralph on this.
3: On the earmarking,
1: okay.
3: on the transparency, yes, yes. definitely we need to do that.
4: Yes, Uh, I think that I I worked at Treasury, I understand the budget, I used to analyze the budget and indeed we are rated as one of the most transparent countries but when you look at the tracking of performance of our budget if you are going to do auditing of performance of uh, how we execute the budget, where we spend it the, the, the outcomes, you are getting a completely different picture altogether. I believe that if you introduce a Current transparency regime on how you are going to allocate and spend this revenue. You are also going to be able to respond to the skeptics who are saying to you, all you want is to generate more revenue and put it into the general fiscal. So you will therefore be able to be very clear and demonstrate step by step how this entire tax regime is going to impact upon uh, the, the, the reduction of greenhouse emissions. And just a quick one on those who say that the tax is going to destroy the economy. I think that is not true, because if you look at Treasury's saving in, 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 in 15 years, which I support, and I think Treasury is too conciliatory on this one, is that they actually offer in the first five years a 60% non-taxable Emission on the total emission of the company, which means the company will only pay for 40% of its total tonnage of emission. There are other additional discounts up to 90%, and agriculture actually is given 40%, which means for the first five years, agriculture is effectively exempt. I cannot think of a better conciliatory. of introducing a
2: such as this one. Mr. Lemini, you wanted to respond to that. Yes, um, I think one of the, the key issues is the issue around process. Um, why the South Africa uh, slipped to number two in the open budget index? Is the issue around uh, civil society or citizen participation in decision-making around budget allocations. I think we are doing very badly on that one To the extent that it is difficult to say when you come up with this good budget at National Treasury this is a product of consultation and therefore we believe that you cannot have positive budget outcomes if uh, those uh, budgets were not informed by the people. Uh, In terms of the the EITI for instance uh, it leaves me why South Africa is not signed on to EITI being one of the major, uh, you know, mining countries in the world, and knowing that issues of mandatory reporting are very important uh, to National Treasury or to the Revenue Collecting Agency. And we have been saying South Africa must sign on to AITI if it is committed to issues of transparency and accountability. Mm. What we see at the current moment is the issue of tax dodging, Uh, and also South African multinational corporations um, uh, taking away their money to tax havens and things like that. In terms of the carbon tax, the way that it is structured currently, there is a high possibility for the creative accounting to creep in again, especially where you still have thresholds whereby you are saying uh, the first 60% of emissions will be exempt and then there could be a further 15%, 10%. Mm -hmm. All the way up to 95 percent, uh, uh, you know, and exemptions, where now firms will tend to uh, divide up their emissions so that they benefit and always stay below the 60. Mr. Morning.
1: I'm going to give you an opportunity to answer that, and I'm also going to go to see Spanning of uh, Oslo Metal. He's the group manager of environment, but I have some callers who've been holding off for quite a while. Eddie Fixburg A very good morning to you.
0: I haven't spoken to you ever, and can I just say this, I'm not going to be long, but very important, you know I'm a radical thinker, and I want to tell you this now, that this carbon tax is fraudulent, it's evil, just like the man from Karoo said, my lady, if you want to help the poor, stop imports, good God, you can't import 400,000 chickens and all the billies, and all the meat, and all the clothes, that's how you do it. Carbon taxes, go back to to carbon tax. Let me tell you what. Global warming is not caused by emissions out of cars and factories. Do you know what it is? 0.032% of human. Let me tell you what it is. Go look at it now, but you ought to look at the website or Google. Why in the world are they spraying? Global warming is caused by weather warfare. If you control rain, you control food. When you control food, you control commodity prices. And dear sister, we are in trouble if you don't stop those planes
1: in Ficksburg and uh, Ray in the south coast you say it won't alleviate anything
0: no um, what are they going to do if we stop burning our coal we're going to export it to China or India and they will have no no problem with
2: burning it so it's still going in the atmosphere
1: thanks a lot, Ray uh, Rupert in Cape Town well, my question was um, are we taxing goods which are imported if we're not knowing how, that they, how they're how being created So in the case of steel The steel's manufactured in China And they're generating it with coal plants They're generating the electricity with coal They're now able to import it at a lower cost To what we can manufacture it locally So is there a, is there a way in these sort of World Trade Organization agreements That you can now tax imported goods Without sort of having these import tariffs Which essentially would be import tariffs uh, To protect local businesses Thanks a lot, Rupert. Uh, Well, as I mentioned, we do have on the line Group Manager for Environment at Metal Africa. Sieg Spanik, a very good morning to you, and thank you very much for speaking to us.
0: Good morning to everyone in the studio and to all the listeners. Now, we as Metal are very concerned about the proposed carbon tax, as it will have a severe financial impact on our operations. Although there is still uncertainty about various issues in the carbon tax discussion paper, the estimated financial impact will be in the region of 600 million rand, which is more than 50% of our earnings or EBITDA of late, which is a totally disproportionate tax load to bear. Another challenge, however, is that there is no alternative low-carbon technology available to reduce emissions by the percentages that climatologists are calling for. In other words, the National Treasury can tax us to death we will not be able to change our behavior, which is the fundamental objective of the carbon tax. The fact that this aspect is ignored indicates to us that the carbon tax is nothing more than a collection exercise for additional revenue. Well, let's get
1: Mr. Momoniat to answer you just on that point. I'll allow you to raise your other points. If if I could just get Mr. Momoniat to respond to that.
3: You know, it's hard to respond when people... Uh, when a company says that, uh, are they going to be transparent and tell us how much taxes they actually pay? Because this information is confidential, but nothing stops ArcelorMittal by, by saying how much taxes they pay. Because I'll be very skeptical about his comments. And returning to the earlier point on transparency, I think the Treasury would welcome uh, any comments. I think we are looking at the EITI. And we are very concerned with number two, and even when we were number one, we didn't think we're perfect We think that we there are many measures to improve transparency in the budgeting system And I would take it further to improve the performance and accountability issues on transparency So I think that on those issues, the point is we agree that we need to do more, more And I would invite my two panellists to just provide specific proposals because mm-hmm. we would really look at that uh,
1: we'll, we'll get to that With, reg-
3: with regard to, I think point on imports, uh, yes, many developed countries are now already looking at what they call BTA, b- border tax adjustments. So that over time, what you're going to find is that they're going to, to I- in effect, impose a tax on imports, which uh, which have uh, are the result of higher emissions if countries haven't taken these steps. So, so, so I think for us as a country, you know. Uh, 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 We need to be clear. We do need to reduce our emissions. ArcelorMittal and others need to say how they're going to reduce their emissions. Yes, we are dependent on coal. um Yes, we are dependent on coal. And that's the challenge. But there's issues like carbon capture. Yes, the technology is far away. It may not be economical at this stage. But if you really want to take steps to ensure that we, we in a sense, save the world, that we really do uh, take these steps. And I I would... rather advise companies like Arsenal to spend much more time on innovating for the future rather than complaining and be a risk South Africa of becoming an emitter and being punished later if you don't act now.
1: Mr. Spanek, your response to that?
0: Um, I think the bottom line is that at this stage there are no alternative technologies available. So this is a severe challenge for us. I think also just the the question mark about our transparency. I think we are a publicly listed company, and for that matter, all our financial figures are actually public. So from that perspective, we are prepared to play open cards with National Treasury during further uh, debates in future. I think something that I also just would like to mention is that Many companies will be able to pass on their carbon tax liability onto the consumer, like Eskom, for example. In the case of steel prices, however, they are linked to international price structures which do not take a price on carbon into account. It also needs to be said that even in Europe, CO2 has not cost iron and steel producers a cent yet due to the fact that the EU made a decision that the iron and steel sector needs to be protected as it is exposed to carbon leakage. This decision has led to a situation where free allocations were granted to iron and steel producers in the EU. We need to see that similar protectionist measures are being implemented in South Africa in order to ensure that our iron and steel industry remains competitive. (laughs) The reality is that we will be competing against steel imports from other countries where no price is placed on carbon. This will threaten our industry and job opportunities. The carbon tax discussion paper does identify this risk but concludes that the necessary controls like border tax adjustments will be too difficult to implement.
1: All right. Thanks a lot for your time. Steve uh, see Hispanic Group Manager for Environment, Oslo Metal Africa. Rafa, I'm just going to come back to you and uh, to deal with one of the major issues that we raised from the beginning, how this carbon tax proposal is going to impact on uh, inequality, on, on unemployment, if one, as well, and poverty alleviation. Now, uh, do you see anything in this paper that speaks to First of all, the impact of greenhouse gas emissions on poor households and how uh, this plan proposes to have a sustainable solution in introducing these uh, carbon taxes.
4: Uh, If if you look closely at the paper, uh, uh, it does not really capture very much the impact of emission on the poor household. What the paper does is that uh, it it captures the impact or the potential impact of. uh, introduction of the carbon tax on the price of goods. And I have to say, this is not entirely a a, a problem that I could say. It has to do with Treasury. The literature that mm, mm, one goes through on on the introduction of carbon tax does not actually go as far as looking at that impact of emission on the livelihood. And by that, I'm referring to what uh, 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 Mr. Gamini stated much earlier, that uh, the, the uh, further emission, especially in developing nations where we are, where the weather is already warmer, it reduces people's ability to cope. People can no longer uh, uh, engage in, uh, in, in small-time farming without using mechanisation. That social cost of emission, it's not being properly factored in as part of the pricing of the carbon tax. And I think more research needs to be done, because if that is done, that will therefore show that there, there is a need to use the revenue, not only to provide subsidies to alleviate the price height that comes out of the tax, but also to restore the poor households to a situation where they can be able to sustain livelihood.
1: Mr. Zamini, before I let you come in here, it's just that uh, I've neglected these SMSs. There are quite a few saying... Um, I think KZN says, think out of the wretched box. Ask Dipo Peters about the initiative of Kwabe, who are making biofuel for their household needs. Out of sugar cane they grow. Why don't ministers meet and think of new ideas? Tunzi um, David Tunzi Mabatu says the need for government to do right in this instance cannot be overemphasized the world we live in needs to clean a, needs a clean breather a farmer is subject to the tax please uh, reply Anthony wants to know so will ESCOM be taxed what options do we, emitters have on government who won 't allow us to generate our own clean power Lindin Indian says tax is not the only way to change behavior we must balance our economic social and environmental uh, responsibilities not sure that alternative energy sources will be S- sufficiently developed within the five-year period being targeted. so just to <coughs> wrap up Mr. Lemini uh, you, you say we can learn from countries like Brazil like Australia Australia was mentioned earlier on are there some things that we as South Africa can twin?
2: Yes uh, there's definitely uh, some examples that we can import from other countries in terms of uh, also the the institutional mechanism around the response to the climate change problem, and also progressive measures Um, looking at for instance the issue of ensuring that uh, each poor household's reliance on the national electricity grid is reduced. What we need to do there is to pump in resources so that uh, some of the measures that are currently there in terms of installing uh, solar water heating and things like that are increased. Uh, When we do that, we are going to be able to have a few technicians who will be installing uh, those gadgets in the households. That is also increasing the jobs, Mm. the green jobs, uh, where we are saying even though we might have a reduction in level of employment elsewhere, we can create jobs by investing in renewables and uh, low carbon development.
1: Mr. just uh, finally to hear from you, A, are farmers going to be taxed according to your proposal and uh, you asked if there are suggestions that could deal with the issue of transparency, a multi-stakeholder body that would include civil society for instance, would that be something that you would consider, that would be self-regulatory?
3: You no, know, Let's. I don't want to go there because I think we need more time to discuss that kind of proposal. But certainly, with regard to transparency, I think it's very important that it's not just on government but on companies. So, Arsene Mital must not just say, you know, the way the the figures are presented in their financials is not sufficient. I mean, you need to show every tax deduction. That's why we say we need to go beyond EITI. And importantly, how they will transmit lower prices, because he talks of protectionism to consumers because I haven't seen that from many companies that prices tend to match what you know import parity etc so let's be transparent but let's all be transparent I think secondly with regard to Australia it was raised I knew that point would come up that's more a function the, the fact that they want to do away with the carbon tax has to do with their own politics because they have a tea party opposition type as in the U.S., where the leader of okay. the opposition.
1: And I'm afraid we have but run out of yeah, yeah, time, okay. but thank you very much to all of you, Esma Wamonia, Tembe Gosi, Kamini Raf Mataha, and Cispanik. Thanks to the team, Tracy Bumgard, Michelle Sandala, and Zaki Kukwenzile, and Gladie Lungile Mabaso. Thank you, Mabaso. President, my technical producer, foreign producers Ronald Piri and Jake Mukoma. It's nine.